Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! I yeah. love all the way yeah. through the finish of Parks and Rec, as opposed Only to like, it, it, yeah, it starts, it like, it kind of starts down here. Like the first season is not great, right. but then season two, they're like figuring it out. And by season three, they've hit their stride and they just stay strong until the end. Mm-hmm. And that's really mm-hmm. the only show I can think of off the top of my head that I'm like, yeah, it's, it goes up and it just stays. I read this really interesting article. And this will be the last kind of nonsense because I know you said we should wrap this up. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I read this really interesting article though. That was about like specific, like millennial pop, culture icons and it was Uh very specifically talking about parks and rec Mm -hmm. hamilton sure and oh shit there was like one more but it was like these three things as like millennial touchstones that are decidedly as this particular article was putting it it was like the peak of like obama liberal politics oh okay and it was like it was just like i don't know it was this really like well-interested thing about how like they were showing this version of America where we like thought we had made it in some way <laughs> or something and how now only Psych. like five, five years removed, even all of those things kind of taste a little sour, maybe <laughs> um, how like with Hamilton, like Lima Miranda has tasted now he's old, it's a little sour, but then, you know, his name comes up and you're kind of like, oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, same with like Parks and Rec, where I was like largely, yeah, maybe a lot of us still really enjoy it, but at the same time, you're like, I don't know, you know, it, it is like big 2010 liberal politics that just fine. You know what does make it a whole 20 something years later? <laughs> the psychotic episode. The psychotic <laughs> episode. And it truly is. It is bonkers and I love it. Yep. I, so my fun uh, fact for the day. Uh, oh, sorry. This is the Feeny call. <laughs> Will we ever actually remember to introduce the show? Who's to say? Stick around for season seven to find out. Maybe we'll even... get it right. Oh, it was it was Harry Potter, Hamilton, and Harry Potter. Harry. Yes, I was gonna say Harry Potter, but then you said something about political, and I was like, I don't know if that would be considered something political. No, no. It's so so for people listening. I just sent it to Megan, but it's a Vox piece called "Why So Much Obama Era Pop Culture Feels So Cringe Now." How Hamilton, Parks and Recreation, and Harry Potter lost cultural cachet. Mm. Yeah, it's great. Nice. It was a really interesting piece. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is the Feeny call. <laughs> yes, this is it. Indeed, it is. Uh, this is season six, episode twenty-one, the psychotic episode. You know it. You love it. Let's get into it. Mm-hmm. It's about the psychotic episode is, you know, a great little two pronged title there, mm-hmm. right? We got it's the psychotic episode as in us, the viewers are watching an episode of television. Corey mm-hmm. is having a quote unquote psychotic episode. Mm-hmm. Not great language for mental health, but, you know, it's OK. That's, you know, it <laughs> was it was, uh, was 99. Fact, right? So was not <laughs> even the turn of the millennium yet. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. OK, sorry. Just needed to take a sip of my. That's coffee. OK. But Mm -hmm. this is directed by our good friend, William Russ. And Mm -hmm. we, so of course I talked about, I think it was the last episode or maybe it was two episodes ago, um, how it was the last one that Disney channel would not air. 
Oh yeah. It was last week's episode because it was the honesty because she shows him her butt. This one, Disney mm-hmm. Channel does air this one, but they actually chopped it down quite a lot because they don't show like Corey strangling Sean. They take out a lot of the more serious death scenes, I suppose. Um, but yeah, so they, they actually chopped it down a lot, but it does still air on Disney Channel, just not quite at the uh, as it's as it appears to us now on Disney Plus. So. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I had forgotten and I wonder I, I'm kind of wondering if you or I said this back in season five. I'd forgotten Lauren has her moment. In I did, too. I did, too. And completely I completely forgot. wondering if one if. At some point, we said this is the last time we see Lauren. Yeah. If we did, sorry. (laughs) I will make the argument because she even says, I am not Lauren. I am the life. I'm the representation of the life. Okay. So it's not the last time we see Linda Cardellini. Or it's not. Yes, it was not Uh the last time we saw her. But technically, I'm going to go. I'm going to count this on a technicality. We do not see Lauren. (laughs) Okay. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) I do have a lot of thoughts on this episode. I think it is an interesting uh, one to dissect. Yes. Well, and I was going through this episode and I did not have a lot of notes. And then I hit probably the last five minutes of this episode. And I was like, whoa. And so then I just started writing stuff down. I was just like, right. That's where it all, it it hits hard at the end. Uh, Yes. um, It's your turn. I believe. It is for a recap. Oh, I got to grab my phone. Yeah. I don't. And just as a little tease, I don't think I like the message of this episode. You know, I, I let's get it. I'm excited to, to, okay. to, to yeah, tear yeah. into that a little bit yeah. and kind of yeah. see where I, because it's similar to, I think last week it was maybe, or two weeks ago where I was like, I don't know exactly how I feel yet. And I'm hoping to discover it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I do too. So let's get into it. Um. Okay. And away we go. Uh, Corey's having a lot of different kinds of dreams where he's killing Sean, but he never actually finishes the dream. Um, he It's just implied that he kills Sean. And then in the uh, he goes and talks to Feeney. Feeney's like, why don't you finish the dream? So Corey does. And he finds out that he's actually killing everyone, not just Sean, in order to make room for this marriage and to paying in his life. Meanwhile, Eric is homeless, looking for a new roommate. He finds one, finds out he's actually like psychotic, like, uh, you know, straight up psycho and decides to leave. And that's all. It was a very, it was very, uh, light coverage. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very, it's, it's hard to like, if you get into, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, I, let's real quick. Let's just like, come here, come on, buddy. Come here. No, 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 no. He, he literally like looked at me and held my hand out and he barked at my hand and like walked farther away. <laughs> uh, He's like, what is that? Yeah. All right. Anyway. So real quick, let's just like the, the, the meat here is the A plot. So what if we start with this B plot and just kind of like okay. hit it real fast. Get it out of the way. Get then, it. Uh, get the. Yeah. Uh, it's a know. good time um it's it's an interesting time that we chose to spend here uh it's like a 
Well, and I'm, I'm trying to think because I, we didn't really reach a conclusion necessarily. Eric's not moving back in with Jack and Rachel, but I think he does move back in with Jack and Rachel. So like, there's no, it doesn't feel very conclusive, but it is. This well, the whole episode doesn't end really. I think it no. goes into the next one some more. Oh, okay. That would make sense. I guess since it's the season finale. Right. Yeah. I think both because, because next week is when Feeney marries Ladine. And yes. if I'm remembering correctly, both the A and B plot of this episode about where Eric is going to live and Corey's anxiety about marriage, mm-hmm. I believe that like both of those things kind of wrap up next week okay. in the season finale. So that's why I think neither neither A nor B plot really end okay. very much. Okay. Um, yeah, that's very true. You know, and so it's, it's interesting. I think it does help to, to remember this is, in fact, our our second to last episode of the season. And we are not not following one long storyline, but we are picking up on our main storyline, I guess, to end here. Yeah. And weirdly enough, Eric has been on several main storylines this season, but it does feel like they've synthesized it now to say Eric is in love with Rachel and homeless. And that's his main storyline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pretty much. And so, yeah, anyway, he moves in with, with this guy, and the guy has a lot of strange proclivities, obviously, and and needs some help. Needs some um, serious help. Well, I'm yeah. like, okay, we yeah. get to... It, I can stretch my imagination to, like, okay, this guy has this bird, and he has some, like, trauma clearly surrounding this bird that he thinks it's alive, and, like, okay, you've you've caught me. I get it especially since uh, clearly there has been some trauma since he has lost his mother. And then also his uncle, something died on the couch. And I don't know if he was there during this incident, but I like would definitely get rid of that couch. So clearly dealing with some stuff, but then in the last, in the final few moments, we have this psycho scene, I suppose, where he's like, you haven't met my mom yet. And goes in and does the voice for the mom. And we have this whole like, um, actual like Norman Bates situation where he is thinking that he's his mom, but then he says something about, she says something about like the, what about the last boy? He was naughty or whatever. And he's like, that's why I took care of him. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, this just took a, a turn. Um, this guy, for, you're telling for, me that this guy nerd. just got away <laughs> with murder. It does. It's the implication. Um, I also want to clear up just because I know what you mean when you said psycho, but you're specifically referencing psycho, the film, the film. Yes. Right. The 1960 classic. <laughs> uh, you, you said he, we have this psycho moment and it sounded just like bad adjectives. Like, Oh <laughs> yes. No, no. Like literal oh. Alfred Hitchcock <laughs> psycho. Yes. If you haven't yeah, seen yeah, it, it's, it's brilliant. Go, go watch it. Or you can wait until Halloween, but I would recommend just watching it immediately because it's so good. Yeah, it's a bonkers little uh, little episode here with, with this B-plot. But there's some comedy, I guess. Um, yeah. Okay, maybe. Okay, because he lives in this place and Eric's like, this place is huge. It's so nice. It's well furnished. And maybe, maybe his mother died. Like maybe his mother was kind of his caretaker and then she passed and left him with mm-hmm. a bunch of money. And so he's just got like a bomb ass lawyer and he's just like this wealthy, privileged white guy who gets away with murder because, you know, that happens. So I can, I can track that storyline. That's true. So that's true. Yeah, probably. Um, Eric makes the right choice. 
running yes. out uh, yes. of the place promptly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so the A plot though, let's, um, Corey, Corey kills everybody and he, he has these dreams and he's killing Sean. And then, um, we, we discover that he is, he is grappling with anxiety about everything he's giving up. So first, oh, wait, this is how we do this show. What'd you learn? Oh yeah. Well, and that's kind of the thing is I, I don't know if I like so what I think we're supposed to learn is that like, in order to take on this commitment of like marriage specifically for Corey, you have to give up all of these other things in order to enter into that new phase of your life. And mm-hmm. I, if that's the message that we're supposed to get, I don't like that. Sure. I think the episode, I, I think maybe the problem here is that it's really kind of maybe a two-parter. And I don't think the episode finishes mm-hmm. with a lesson in my, in my, cause I don't yeah. think that Corey, I think Corey learns that he is having some fear and anxiety about getting married, mm-hmm. but I, uh, but I don't think what he learns yet is that there's like a, a way to handle with, it. I feel like that comes in the next episode. I could be wrong. I didn't actually watch the next episode yet. I'm just no. like projecting of it. Well, uh, I next... feel like he's being get married and then like comes to terms and it's like, no, wait, this is what I want. Uh, or something. Like yeah. That. Well, we're about to go through Topanga's parents. She's about to find out that they're separating. And so I'm not sure if this like ties into that and they're like, this is marriage and it's hard and it's whatever. Right. And he is like, Oh, well, I don't see it as hard. And then he kind of comes to this new realization. I'm now I'm very interested. Now I wish we had done two this week. I mean, I, I know we should have, we should have doubled it up. That's I right. don't we'll have the time, but, <laughs> but we'll yeah. Take it as it is. Um, so yeah, I think let me speak to the, the implication here of getting, getting married and the fear of all the things you're giving up, because there's a lot of like a lot of, media and stories and whatever you want to say about like marriage leading to you not like doing adventurous things anymore or just like giving up your giving up your life I guess like I don't know uh I I hate that (laughs) (laughs) I hate it 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 sounds like not in a great marriage. Uh, no. Well, and that's the thing. I feel like it is definitely, that's what I was getting from it. And especially when Lauren says, she says the girls you'll never, you know, be with. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like if they decide to stay in a monogamous marriage the entire time, then yes, Corey will not be with any other girls. However, she says places you'll go. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean? Can you stop? Like, as soon as you get married, you can't travel anymore. Like, what are you talking about? What well, okay, are you hang talking on. about? I, I will I will say it, it does become harder because you're always paying for two tickets and two schedules. Well, that's fair. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm saying it is harder than like I'm single and I'm going to get my cheap $50 plane ticket and take a backpack to a hostel kind of thing. Well, but also <laughs> I, if you wanted to go somewhere, like if Quinn, when, when Quinn goes and like hangs out with his buddies and like goes and travels with his friends, like he's just paying for one ticket and like, not that I mean, we're married, sure. but my mom used to go on trips just by herself when, you know, when she, whenever she had like a friend who was like, come visit, she would just like go on trips by herself. And like, she's still happily mm-hmm. married. So I just, I have like, 
I don't know. It's there when you're, when you limit, when you feel like marriage is limiting like that, that's such a bad way to look at it. And that's why people have such a bad taste in their mouth when it comes to marriage, because everyone is like, it's limiting. It's a ball and chain. And I'm like, that's literally not, that's not what any of this is supposed to be. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Well, and I think a lot of marriages are for what it's worth. Um, That's fair. And I'm not saying that that's great. I'm just saying that I think that is true for a lot of people. Uh-huh. And so, you know what? I can I can say that as a person who was getting married, I it's not as if the like a thought never crossed my mind uh-huh. where it was like, oh, like I don't know, you know, X, Y, and Z thing. But it never kept me up at night. It never lasted very long. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, it was always pretty quick to like you know, one of those little. It's it's the same kind of intrusive thought of like I don't know, man. I could probably kill somebody if I had to. You yeah, know, like, or like when you're in the car and you're like, you can turn the wheel and just be done. Right. Yeah. Right. You're like, I could drive off this cliff right now. I guess. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. that kind of intrusive thought that like pops in, and then you go, nah. All right. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, move okay, on. let's check it. Well, gotta okay. file that the away. Brain, right, the brain's a wild place. Now, if it's if it's sticking with you this hard, that's not quite so much an unconscious thought. That's mm-hmm. pretty, that's a little more conscious at that point um, and something you should definitely investigate a little more if you're continually this obsessed over it. Yeah. Here's the other thing I will say. Corey is 19? Yeah. 20? 19? How old is he? You yeah, I, I would say right around like he's probably 19 right now. By the time he gets married, he's probably 20. And the man's barely lived, actually. So, yeah. no, that's 1000%. Um, correct. Corey for Topanga, marriage bad choice. Yeah. Right. It's a bad choice. Uh, the two of them have barely done anything in their life. Mm-hmm. I do think that had I not done all of the things I did between ages like 17 and 21 mm-hmm. and and not to say those were all brilliant choices a lot of dumb choices too <laughs> yeah just like was able to make a lot of choices make a lot, a lot of, dumb of choices. ways mm-hmm. right you know that that was a, a very defining formative uh time and then I met Sarah and decided that like I had done a lot of things at that point I was like all right I'm into this. This is, this is this is what I want now. Uh, and, and that being said, Sarah and I still were together for several more years before we got married, and continued to make both good and bad choices on the ranks. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I could say, but yeah, if I were 19, and it was like, all right, man, here's where you, I guess, stop making dumb choices or whatever. Which again, it's not to say that like once you get married, you never make a bad choice again. Um, no, absolutely not. Or a a choice, regardless. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that I, I definitely, if I were at 19 and I was engaged, I would have absolutely been racking myself with yeah. this same level of anxiety. If I were 19, engaged, had like kissed like four girls in my life and like only seen like one girl's butt once. Yeah. <laughs> <you know? laughs> or, yeah. And like never, never traveled outside the country and like uh, never like uh, jumped off a bridge into a lake or done shot fireworks at, I don't know, a lot of stupid things a lot of that stupid I, things. I've engaged in. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd be racked with anxiety about it. And obviously the biggest one comes down to like all the partners you'll never have, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, the other thing about the like places you'll never go, that's like a kid's thing too. The second you have kids. Well, yeah. 
That's true. Then, then your your travel is inhibited. Yes. In well, and that's why it's frustrating to me when people talk it's, about it um, in a marriage. They never. Situation. It's not. Yeah. Because I'm like, it's really not a marriage thing. You can get married and never have kids, and you can like pack up your entire life and go around in a van and just like have a good time, you right. know, see the entire Continue world to do whatever. whatever continent you're on. Yeah. As soon as you have kids, that's when it gets right. serious. Like that's when it becomes limiting. And so I'm yeah. just like, don't bring marriage into this. Cause you can also have a kid <laughs> it and is. not be married. Without being married. Right. Right. Don't put this on marriage. This don't is on this childbirth. <laughs> well, and for Corey and Topanga, obviously when they get married, they're going to have a whole other wealth of issues um like they don't have a place that they can live at the beginning and they mm-hmm. like need or to any get jobs money. in order to pay <laughs> yeah for their for their living situation also for like my parents straight up told me they were like if you get married when you're in college you're paying for college they're, they're like as soon as you get married you are on your own for everything you are you have decided to create this like new family unit of yours that you are beginning that you is like independent of us. And I'm just like, okay, I can respect that because right. you which know, is basically what, what Alan and Amy end up doing. To that's them exactly too. right. Yeah. And actually that is that episode where they don't let them come back and live with them was kind of the catalyst oh. to me and my mom having that conversation where she was just like, I was like, would you ever do that to me? And she's like, absolutely. Here's why. And like, she, she stood with Amy and Alan in that episode. And it was a very, it was a very good chat that we have because of that episode, but we'll get there when we get yeah. there. Can't wait. Can't wait. And so at the end of this episode, Corey wakes up and saying, is like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm okay. And then Sean's like, you're not okay. Are you? I actually really enjoyed this little conversation between the two of them. It's mm-hmm. like a great, it's, it's just a nice, quiet conversation mm-hmm. between Corey and Sean as like best friends and yeah, I don't know. I like it. I like how it plays. I like that it's just these two best friends in their dorm room having a little quiet conversation about something that's like really troubling one of them, you know? It's a very vulnerable moment for for both yeah. of them. We get to see that like vulnerable side of of Corey approaching this when he's usually the one who's like, I'm the one rooting for Corey and Topanga. I'm always like in the stands, like number one fan, but now he's like, Oh, this is actually something that I need to be thinking about a little harder. And Mm -hmm. I just love that. It doesn't like, as much as I don't like what I think the message is in this episode, I I think you're kind of right. And then it kind of ends without a conclusion really, because Sean's Mm -hmm. just like, well, things are going to change. And that's true. I'm not saying that things aren't that they don't change once you get married, because that's just not true. But I don't think it should be as limiting as what we've been led to believe by a lot of media, but you know it what is going to change, interesting especially between about, Corey and Sean. Right. Regarding the change stuff. Yeah. This is the second time our penultimate episode of the season has been about Corey's fear of change. <laughs> that is true. That is true. And arguably the season seven last two episodes yep. are about Corey's fear about of change. change. Yeah. So if there's anything consistent for season five, six, and seven, it is that the the critical point at which our seasons all end have to do with Corey's fear of change. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that checks out. I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of change does happen. Well, not really when he goes to college. I feel like they're so nervous about change because it could mean that they're all separating. But once they end up together, it's just like more of the same shenanigans. But obviously we yeah. end the show with a big change 
because Big you know change. they're moving and people they're are separating. dropping out of college apparently <laughs> yeah yeah oh god yeah and like eric and rachel and jack are all graduating and i think topanga's going oh topanga ends up going to like a internship in in new it's york. like a summer internship in new york yeah that's the other thing i mean we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there obviously but like it's so unclear like we're moving to New York. Like, are you just going for the summer? You guys have only done like two years of college. Not that. Yeah. What's happening? Where are we? Anyway, we'll talk about it later. But Corey <laughs> and his fear of change is a persistent catalyst for ending the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Sean's right. Things mm-hmm. change yeah. when you, but I, I don't know. Interestingly enough, I don't know that like a ton changed in my life. People, uh, as we've seen people who were either at our wedding or weren't, or, you know, it was, it was people always were like, how's married life? And I'm like, well, I don't know, man. We like lived together for the last four years. I think that's uh, the three, thing too. That's the thing. We've been living together since 2017. Yes. Um, they haven't, you know, they haven't had sex. They haven't lived together. They haven't like really experienced anything together yet. And so other than right. like, obviously high school, college, like academic accomplishments or academic experiences they've had some life experiences like obviously going to the hospital for baby josh and but really they have not experienced anything between the two of them yet because they have not lived together because they have not you know had sex and shared that as well like they have not experienced a lot together so i think yes I mean, it's yeah, tons going to change for them. It's going to change huge. Yeah. Their whole lives are going to be upside down. Right. Big changes there for sure. Biggest changes for us. Um, filing our taxes this year, yep. I think is going to be a little weird. That's, That's a little different. Um, and sometimes we get mail where people, <laughs> uh, <laughs> have, uh, have put Sarah Grico on the mail now, even though she didn't change her name. You're like, um, stop. <laughs> my thing about changing the name which i don't really (laughs) want to change my name but i'm like you can do that literally anytime like you you can just keep going through life like with your what they say is the maiden name which is a dated Mm -hmm. phrase that i just used air quotes but um you can do that later like if you decide if you're like going through life and you're like all right i think now i'm ready to change my name like let's let's do it let's like whatever whenever you want there's no rush whatever or just don't change hey, it who cares? Truly, I, neither of us care i know um, more people who haven't changed it i feel like now at least of of my friends who have gotten married of our generation uh like younger millennials who have not changed mm. their name i don't really plan mm. on changing mine which you can do without getting married honestly <laughs> also true you like just go change your name man <laughs> like whatever who cares married or not if you don't you want know, that name don't is, change it yeah, but it is it, it costs money it, it does. Takes it takes so much time. There are so many steps. Oh my it's, God. You, you got to do so many pieces of paper. You got to get all these new documents. It's not, it's, it's annoying. It's I can respect fun. that, which is one of the biggest reasons Sarah hasn't. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah. So, so yep. So this episode, it, it all comes down to when like, so like Lauren shows up or not Lauren, whatever, Linda Carlini, all the things he's giving up shows up and like drops herself down the elevator shaft. Very gracefully. Right. She does it very gracefully. I know. Very Maybe artful. I just love Linda This Carlin. episode is, I mean, of course, obviously she's a treasure. It's it's like a play in a lot of ways, you know? It yeah. feels like a play. But then, yes, when, when Topanga is obviously there in the wedding dress. And it's funny because like Dream Corey is like, mm-hmm, this is it. 
I, I killed them all for us. But then they, then he's like, I miss them, right? So I think that maybe Corey doesn't fully get it. Dream Corey, I think, does fully get it actually. Okay. Because Corey, Dream, Dream Corey, and Dream Tanga are like, I miss all of our friends, right? Mm-hmm. Corey wakes up and is like, Oh, I have to give up all this stuff for marriage. But I think Dream Corey understood that like, I didn't have to do that. Yeah. I chose to, it's like, well, and I agree. I think it's, I think in the dream, like dream Corey is like, I chose to do these things. Like I chose to push Mm -hmm. them down the elevator shaft. I chose the only thing he didn't choose is Lauren. The only one who went down willingly. Well, Eric went down willingly Mm -hmm. to go get Rachel, but the only one he did not willingly choose is Lauren. The one he didn't push. Exactly. Uh, And so maybe dream. Uh, yeah, maybe Dream Corey is having kind of the realization that like, okay, I I did this, but I didn't have to do this. Like, or like, maybe I didn't have to do this with a big question mark. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I th- Yeah, I think that just kind of leaves with this like, yes, some things are going to change. And that is inevitable. Again, if they want to stay in a monogamous mm-hmm. relationship the whole time, he is not going to have some of those experiences with other partners, things like that then Lauren just throws herself down the shaft, but the other people that he pushed, I think maybe he has this, like, that was my choice or maybe dream Corey is like, that was my choice. And I miss them. And now I don't, Mm -hmm. I I wish I hadn't, or like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I just thought of that. That was good. Wow. Mm -hmm. Go me. Um, who's your MVP? It's Feeney. It's Feeney. Yeah. I think because Corey's obviously going through all of these things and doesn't really know. Like he did, he did what he thought he should do, which was like forgive Sean. And he's been obviously avoiding going to sleep. And so he's like staying up. And Feeney's like, why don't you do the exact opposite of that? And we're going to stay asleep. We're going to let the dream play out you know, like, like see, see what happens. Like he's the one who's kind of like, Hey, maybe don't like cut this short for yourself. Like see it out and then go from there. And he's the only one who's like, stay mm-hmm. asleep. Like everyone else is like, you know, no one really has any good advice for him other than you need to sleep. And it's like, okay, but if he goes to sleep, mm-hmm. he's going to wake himself up because he's scared. So let him, but Feeney is like, just, just like ride it out, man. Like ride it out. So how do you do that? How do you how do you ride that out? You know, that's the other thing too. I don't have a lot of control over when I wake up from a bad dream or not. Anyway, um, yeah, all right, I'll agree with you. It's funny. Um, I think it's interesting though. I, I agree with you for all the same reasons. It's funny, but this may you kind of triggered this thought in my mind in Corey's dream where Dream Feeney says like, "You need to forgive Sean. He's hurt you. Now you are hurting him." Blah blah blah. Which is funny because that happens in Corey's dream right yeah and so then the argument could be made that Corey does subconsciously believe (laughs) like he does harbor these resentments towards like unrelated to whatever he's giving up and all this shit uh the fact that this dream feeny has included this little bit that is kind of a red herring of information and whatnot um does indicate then that Corey probably does present sean in a lot of ways and they should talk about that (laughs) i think sean has a lot of the things that Corey has always wanted um 
as far as like Sean has at this point, we can assume Sean has had sex. Like Sean has dated a lot of girls, kissed a lot of girls. Sean has been a lot of places. He's seen a lot of things. He's had a lot of like, uh, growth and growth out of trauma and a lot of self-discovery. And I'm sure Corey is seeing all of this and is probably frustrated with it because he's like, I am with Topanga. I can't have a lot of these experiences, but also like my life. I mean, we went through this entire episode where he's like, my life is cushy. Like I, there's nothing special about me. Like I don't have anything. And so Sean is different in that he has some things that kind of make him, that kind of set him apart uh, from the rest of the group who come from, you know, happy households, happy marriages, whatever we are. Well, as, as far as we know, uh, but yeah, I think yeah. that there is a lot of resentment for Sean there that, that is never really talked about. I think Sean is kind of always a little envious of what Corey has with Topanga, but then Corey is always mm-hmm. a little bit envious of Sean because of everything that he's seen and all the people he's uh, been with. It's because you always want what you don't have, you know? That's exactly right. Grass is always greener and all that. It's always greener. Yeah. All right. Because we strive, we, we like we reach for novelty, you know. We want novel, we want new novel yeah. things. Well, and I feel like also when you're thrown, when life throws you into certain circumstances that are out of your control, then you search, at least for Sean, like his whole life has not really been in his control so far. Like he can't, he couldn't have kept his dad there. He couldn't have kept his mom there. He had no control mm-hmm. over his dad dying. He had no control of their money situation. Um, Mm -hmm. so having no stability growing up, I don't even necessarily think it's the not, well, yeah, it's like the novelty of like consistency or the novelty of having someone consistently there as a, as a romantic partner, because Corey's always been there. The Matthews have always been there, Mm -hmm. but like a romantic partner who's consistent. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a novelty to Sean. Yeah. All right. Well, we should wrap this sucker up so you can go finish your work. (laughs) Hee hee. I have to go. Got a got a season finale coming up next week, guys. Yes. And then we're gonna be on the last. We're gonna we're only two weeks away from starting season seven. I know. Oh my gosh, we're gonna finish this thing soon. Yeah, we're gonna be done by the end of the year, which is weird oh, to think wow. about. Kind of crazy. I know. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that being said, thanks for listening, y'all. We appreciate it. Let us know if you got thoughts on. Corey's psychosis and dream psychology you know what Corey probably should have done hmm. my last bit right here he probably should have done some shrooms or something Ooh, yeah a little lsd mm-hmm. action a little ls just a little so engaged in some in some psychoactive uh plant-based drugs <laughs> and uh kind of seeing what his mind had to tell him you know explore that way yeah. all right because Let's be honest here. Corey's dream psychology here, his ability to to remember everything in his dreams, uh, is unrealistic and is yes. far more um, likely if he were under the influence of psychoactive compounds. <laughs> a, so, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that in this episode, Corey did some shrooms. <laughs> 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 or Corey took some LSD before bed. Uh, <laughs> could be fun. Again, he's never really had a lot of life experiences. So um, never this could be it. one of them. No, he's too straight edge. Um, all right. Besides the point. Thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, we appreciate it. Send us your thoughts and your thoughts 
and prayers. Nope, don't send us those. Just send us your <laughs> <laughs> uh, any, you could any email us, thoughts, et cetera. Uh huh. Drop us a voice memo or whatever, and we can get you in uh, featured on this show. Yeah. And we appreciate you for being here with us six seasons later. We got a very nice letter from somebody recently uh, who, who's new, new to the show, but sent us a nice little, little note to let us know that they're getting caught up, and we appreciate that. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm gonna shout. By the time you get to this episode, it'll probably be a few weeks, but. You know, it'll be a fun <laughs> surprise when you get here. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much. Uh, her name's Destiny. So thank you so much, Destiny. That was uh, such thank a sweet you. note. Thank you. We appreciate it. All righty, y'all. Thanks for listening. And as always, class dismissed. <laughs>